got to start getting ready for 2020. Uh, almost a third of the two-year election cycle is uh, is over, and, uh, um, and and we have no time to spare getting ready. And so we hit the ground running the Monday, Monday after the convention, um, um, getting organized for the for, for 2020. What? Um... What do you make of, and again, David Schaefer, chair of the Georgia GOP, what, if anything, do you at this early date uh, make of the announcement of the date, I think it's March 24th, for the presidential preference primary of next year? You had uh, time to digest that process, tell us what it might mean? Well, it will help um, it, it helps Georgia if um, it helps Georgia in a couple uh Different ways. There's uh, the, Repub- the rules of the Republican National Committee um, require us to have uh, uh, the primary before a certain date in order to retain uh, our winner-take-all status, and so that date fits into those rules and will allow um, Georgia to cast all of its votes for the uh, the winner of the Re- Republican presidential preference primary. It uh, looks as though, uh, David Schaefer, looks as though President Trump, if he has any GOP primary opposition at all, will, won't be meaningful or significant. Uh, on the other hand, that big crowd of Democrats, uh, whatever uh, whatever the number is, a couple dozen of them who were talking about running for president next year, almost certainly one would think that field would be whittled down somewhat significantly by the time we got around to March 24th. Uh, your thoughts as a political analyst, you're, you're running the Georgia GOP now, uh, you look at the Democrats as they'll come scrambling through Georgia. What your thoughts there i mean they've got you know we had a similar situation four years ago we had a large number of uh of of candidates i think we started with uh almost 20 candidates for president the democrats have uh that many they 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 uh it'll be interesting to watch the uh race for the democratic nomination unfold Uh, in the last few days you've seen um the a group of the candidates trying to depict uh, former uh, Vice President uh, Biden as a as a racist, and uh, <laughs> it'll be uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see how interesting to see how this all unfolds. And David Schaefer with us, the chair, the new chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. Uh, I keep calling her Governor Stacey Abrams because that's what she keeps calling herself. You had a great line when she went out there to Hollywood, a great place to to, to pretend to be the governor, you said, as she was out there uh, trying to, to wrangle the movie makers to keep their business here in Georgia. Uh, is this What is your assessment of Stacey Abrams? Is this, is this a shtick? Is this something she is doing by way of laying groundwork for some future campaign? Is she the face of the Democratic Party in Georgia right now? Well, I, I served with her at the General Assembly, and, and on a one-on-one basis, she's a, a perfectly pleasant uh, individual. It, it's it's bizarre, however, to to, to watch. Uh, she 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 is invested in this false sense of of grievance and this false narrative that she somehow won the election and was. Uh, denied it be, uh, because of uh, voter suppression, when in reality uh, the 2018 election saw the largest uh, turnout of any election in in Georgia history. Um, but we sort of got a clue, you know, early on in the campaign. Where Tim, you'll remember she uh, made up this story that when she was a valedictorian in high school and was invited to the governor's mansion. Um, when Zell Miller was the governor, that she and her 
uh, parents were turned away at the uh, from the governor's uh, mansion because they were African American, and Governor Miller's uh, staff actually pulled the records from the high school valedictorian's uh, reception from that year and showed that she had you know been admitted and attended, but she was uh, um, she she's invested in this false narrative that she, a person of great talent and and privilege, is somehow a um, a victim. And um, you you saw that throughout her campaign, and you and you see it now that her campaign is over. I wonder about that though. That kind of thing leaving a mark. I mean, we we saw this unfold nationally. Uh, the, the Hillary Clinton folks who have, have yet to really accept the fact that, that that Donald Trump actually did prevail in 2016. Now with the National Democrats, it was collusion. It was it was Russia and and, and collusion and all of that. Uh, Stacey Abrams inserts the words suppression where where we use collusion nationally, but it's the same business model. I think my assessment is these are Democrats whose whose working model moving forward is. Going Going to be to try to delegitimize the results of any election they don't win. How do Republicans fight that? You know, it's it's you know what makes it what makes it so bad, Tim, is it's 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 worse than than simply a political strategy. It really tears at the the fabric of of the country and and um, tears at the things that should. Uh, should unite us. Um, the, the Democratic Party really has become about dividing people, about pitting uh, group against group, and um, and using this false sense of grievance, this false sense of uh, victimhood to turn uh, people against each other. And you saw that both on the national level, as you pointed out, and uh, you know here in Georgia as well. It's it seems to be there playbook and it and uh you know and it's not a it's not a healthy political strategy but it's, it's frankly a lot worse for the country. Let's talk about something you said a couple of weeks ago, and again, very new to your uh, role as the chairman of the Georgia Republican Party, but you're just up the road in Gainesville talking with, I think, Hall County Republican Party there, and you're telling them this is a Georgia Republican Party that in some way, in some sense, in some very real sense, is a party in trouble. That was the phrase I think you used. That was the headline quote anyway. Uh, What do you mean by that? Well, listen. I'm confident about our prospects in 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 2020. The point that I was making in Gainesville, and the point that I made throughout my campaign, is that I think we've become a, a victim of our own complacency. We've had a Republican supermajority here in Georgia for uh, more than a decade, and and we've um, um, some of us within the party have developed a sense that that is simply going to last uh, naturally forever. And the reality is that nothing lasts. Uh, nothing in this world lasts naturally forever. And we're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to defend it. You've seen the um, the Democrats have gone on the offensive in the last uh, couple of election cycles. There's really nothing they won't do um, to try to win back uh, control of the state. And and we're going to have to. We're going to have to step up our. Uh, our game as well. And that involves what? I mean, on any number of levels, uh, the, 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 uh, you will know the count better than I, but something on the order of 11 seats that flipped uh, for the Democrats during the legislative elections of last year. Of course, flipped that one congressional seat. You'll try to make that two in the uh, 2020 elections. There's a U.S. Senate seat up for grabs as well. I mean, what's your role here? What is the role of the Georgia Republican Party? Well, what I'm trying to do now is retool the, the grassroots infrastructure of the 
uh, Republican Party. We're putting together uh, uh, training programs, um, developing uh, goals for our local party organizations, doing everything we can to get them ready for the uh, upcoming election cycle. What you saw in 2018 is the Democrats had a a presidential-level turnout in the the suburbs of Atlanta. Normally, you you see a much higher uh, turnout in in, um, presidential year elections and a lot lower turnout in uh, the mid-year elections, the non-presidential year elections. But in the suburbs of Atlanta, the Democrats had a a hyper-stimulated turnout in the last election cycle, and and they did pick up some seats that they should uh, uh, should not have won. And uh, and we're going to have to we're going to have to step up our uh, ground game uh, as well in, in 2020. David Schaefer, new chair of the Georgia GOP. Again, congratulations on that win. Beat a couple of other candidates down there at the state party convention and now into his role as chairman of the Georgia Republican Party with a pretty good Twitter game, a pretty good Twitter follow. I'm seeing this. Uh, no denying that Donald Trump, President Trump, is suffering in the polls. David Schaefer tweets. He says it reminds me of the night he was elected president. That's a good line uh, he's using there on Twitter. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Well, thanks so much for having me, Tim. Great to be with you.